You're listening to audio from Highland Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. To find out more about Highland, go to www.hbcwaco.org. Good morning to the 10 o'clock gathering. It's that time of year. The, the starting gun is about to fire, and we're off to the fast-paced sprint of Thanksgiving holiday travel this week, Thanksgiving with family or friends, eating more than we should, holiday stress, finals for the students, family time, dysfunctional family time, Christmas, shopping, spending, spender's remorse, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and all of that's gonna happen in the next 43 days. Well, we tend to love to compress our stress into tight windows here in, in the West. And so for the past 10 years, Highland has taken the Sunday before Thanksgiving and just rested at the cross. Reflected once more on the grace and the mercy of Christ and remembered once more the means of our salvation. So today is No Rush Sunday at Highland. It's gonna be a practiced Sabbath to breathe in, to breathe out, to not rush through our, our gathering, rush through communion later on, but to rest at his cross. So with your copy of God's word, would you turn with me please to the book of First John. It's five books from the very end of the New Testament, First John chapter four, and let's be reminded again today of the grace, the mercy, the love of God expressed through the Son, Jesus Christ. First John chapter four is where we're gonna be. Just two verses today. We're gonna take our time, unpack God's word together to see what the Lord would say to us today. First John chapter four, verse nine, verse 10. I'm just gonna read one phrase at a time and then kind of unpack it one phrase at a time. It's such a rich passage that I think will prepare our hearts for the taking of the bread, the drinking from the cup. First John chapter four, verse nine and 10, verses nine and 10. Verse nine says, in this, the love of God was made manifest among us. See, this is how God's love was made so real and so obvious, how his love came alive to us. Uh, we see in this first phrase, this is how the love of God became personal because God in love wrapped himself up in flesh and he, and he made himself known and not just made himself known, he made himself known among us. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world. So Highland, this, this is the evidence. This is the display of, of his love. This is the demonstration of the greatness of his love. God sent. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. This is the purpose for which Christ was sent. God sent his son, so Jesus becomes the first missionary the one that God sent that we might live in him, that we might live through him, that we might find life and hope and freedom in Christ. So every Christian in the house today is the beneficiary of this sent 
son. And the permanent benefit that all of us today have in Christ Jesus is life and life that lasts forever. In this, the love of God was made manifest, known among us, demonstrated among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us. He loved us first. Highland, this is so important to understanding our salvation. He came to us first. He moved in his compassion toward us first. So any love that you have for God today, any worship that you have for God today, any gratitude that you have for God today is actually just a reaction to this truth. He loved you first. This is the essence of salvation wrapped up in in one thought. God loved you before you loved him. And because he loves us, we love him. But he loved us first. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. The mission of Jesus, this sent son, was to seek and save the lost. And the only way that could be done, the only way that God through his son Jesus could seek and save us was by Christ laying his life down for us. The word propitiation is kind of a a big Bible word. It simply means a substitute, but a substitute who paid the full price, the, the atoning substitute. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the substitute, the propitiation for our sins. And so Christian sisters and Christian brothers, this is true. If you wanna write this down or just think about this with me today, you have been saved with a great salvation, purchased at a great price, and all because of God's great love. This is who we are today. We are saved people, but saved with a great salvation. We are purchased people, but purchased at a, a great price. And we are loved people today. We're the beloved of God by God's great love for us. How great is this salvation? Remember, Christian, the transformation for you was not from bad to good, but from death to life. You are in the dominion of darkness. The author of Colossians would say, Paul would tell the church at Colossae, We were in the dominion of darkness and yet we were rescued out of the dominion of darkness into the kingdom with the son that God loves. You were once an enemy of God, but now by the grace of Jesus, we are friends with God. That's a pretty great salvation. And we were purchased at this great price. You've been purchased at a very high price. What is the purchasing agent of your salvation? The blood of a perfect son, a, a lamb without blemish the most precious commodity in the universe of all time, the blood of Jesus. And that blood covers our sins. That blood purchases our past and our shame and our regrets and our failures. That blood has covered our sin. And all because of God's great love. 
Could there be a greater love than this? Could God's love be expressed in any deeper way, more, more provable way, uh, more substantiated way than the sending of his one and only son and the sending of the treasure of heaven? If someone says loving things, but they show hate, which one of those is stronger? Of course, it's the showing, it's, it's, it's the action, it's the demonstration If someone says that they love and then they show love, that's true love. But listen, if that love is perfect in every way and then that love lays its life down for imperfect people, you will never know a greater love than this. We've been saved with a great salvation, purchased at a great price, and all because of God's great love. So this takes us, family of God, to communion together today. To rest at the cross, yes, but also to remember the cross. Communion at Highland is open for all who have called upon the name of the Lord for salvation. It's not just for membership only, but if you are in Christ Jesus, this communion is open for you. It is Jesus who established communion who established the Lord's Supper. On the night that he was betrayed, he he ate a meal with his disciples. We see that back in Matthew chapter 26. Communion is often called the Lord's Supper. Sometimes it is called Eucharist. Eucharist simply means to, to give thanks, which makes a lot of sense in communion that you and I would give thanks. We give thanks for what Jesus has done for us, that the bread we eat, the juice that we drink, it symbolizes the, the, the body of Christ, the, the blood of Christ, and this produces in us the, this gratitude, this overwhelming sense of thanksgiving. Why do we take communion? That answer is fairly simple. Jesus commanded us to do so back in Luke chapter 22. And so for the past 2,000 years, Christians have come to the table the past 2,000 years, Christians have, have taken the bread. They, they, they will drink from the cup to remember in a tangible way the cross of Christ. Even today, this weekend, around the world, our hearts are united with other believers as they take communion and remember the cross of Christ. Christians today, probably in every nation around the globe, will gather just as we gather They will eat bread, they will drink from the cup in remembrance of Jesus. Before we take communion, would you just be still before the Lord? Would you be quiet in his presence? Would you remember the sacrifice? Christ on the cross. Would you remember his love, his grace, his mercy? you would open the tab where the bread is found.
you take that bread and just hold it in your hand. For us to remember together the body of Christ on a cross. pierced in his hands, his feet, his side. Wearing a crown of thorns. Paying the penalty of our sin. Jesus, we remember your sacrifice. We remember your love, your grace toward us. That by your own authority, you laid your life down. You experienced the fullness of death so that we could experience the fullness of life. And today, as your people, we remember we recall with gratitude in our hearts that this love was made known among us. And that Christ crucified on the cross is the ultimate demonstration of your love toward us. We remember. So sisters and brothers, let's eat of this bread together in remembrance of Christ. If you would carefully pull back the tab of the cup. in the holiness of this moment, if you would just hold this cup in your hand. For us to remember the blood of Christ poured out for our forgiveness. The blood of Christ which atones, covers, pays for our sin, past sin, present sin, future sin. As you hold this cup, would you remember that his blood speaks a better word than your past? His blood speaks a better word than our failures, our regrets, our shame.
Father, as your daughters and sons in this room that became your family through the sent Son, Jesus. We remember. We remember the sacrifice. We recall the vastness of your mercy. That as that blood flowed, our salvation was being purchased. Our freedom was being won. Our victory permanently established because of the precious blood of Christ. We are not our own. We've been bought with such a high price. Sisters and brothers, let's drink of this cup together in remembrance of Christ. So how do we respond to a word like this from 1 John where we get to see once more the evidence of his love, the demonstration of his love, the sacrifice of his love. We're gonna take some time and, and sing two songs together and, and worship through singing and through music is always a good way, a right way to confess to the Lord, profess to the Lord, our gratitude, our thanksgiving for all that he has done, all that he is, yes, and all that he has done. Perhaps you wanna take this opportunity as we sing these next two songs to, to come and kneel here at the front. So often we invite you to come and kneel here at the front because of heaviness. Maybe today I would invite you to the front to kneel because of thankfulness. To come and just kneel before the Lord and say, Father, thank you for, for all that you have done in my life. Thank you for all of your grace, for all of your forgiveness. Thank you for your guidance, your direction, your blessing grace multiplied by grace. It's been a while since you've thanked the Lord for his graciousness on your knees before him. This may be a great opportunity. If it's been a while since you've sung aloud to the God of your salvation or lifted your hands to him in worship and in praise, what an appropriate time for us to do so today. We'll have some staff members here at the front. If you wanna come and pray with one of them, they'd love to pray with you. Maybe there's a big decision that needs to be made. Maybe there's a burden that you're carrying today and our staff would love to carry that burden with you through prayer. Or maybe today you need to give your life to Christ. Give him your sin and receive from him his righteousness and live the new life, the traded life, the life that, that God offers through his son, Jesus. The other response, I guess, would be to do nothing, to show no gratitude today, to refuse to worship and to sing with joy to our great God. But I pray that all of us will take one of the top options, worship, kneeling in prayer, praying with others, thanking God for who he is, lifting our hands in praise, confessing that he is God and there is no one like him. Would you stand with me, please?
Let's sing together and worship this great God and the altar is open for you.